0: And to start it off, I want to give you a quote from Maya Angelou. She says, My mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive, and to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor, and some style. Hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of Mindset Goal. In this episode, I speak with Kevin Roth, and Kevin shares his story about how he took his life from simply surviving to thriving and what it takes to do that. Kevin is an internationally known singer, writer, and dulcimer player, and he has won numerous awards. Um, He's had to fight back after being diagnosed with stage 3 melanoma and giving only 2-3 to years to live. Um, so, Kevin had a choice. He could either get busy living or get busy dying. So, it was a great story that Kevin shared. I really hope you enjoy it as well. And without further ado, here it is. Hello. Welcome, Kevin. It's very nice to have you. Um, I, I mean, from here, I know that you are a a, singer, a writer, a dulcimer player, and a coach, Um uh, first of all, welcome. Uh, I'd like to ask you to just introduce yourself and maybe something else that you are.
1: Well, of course, I'm Kevin Roth and musician. Uh, I'm an author. My book is coming out in the fall. I don't know the name of it yet. Mm. And I'm a personal coach. Um, I'm a painter. And uh, that's pretty much sums it up, except I like to cook and hike and
0: um uh, have some fun. <laughs> what, what, what um, just quickly, what is some of the places that you've hiked to? Is there any like mountains you've been, you've been on?
1: Oh no, I'm not that adventurous. I like to go on here in Southern California, actually, all over California. There's some beautiful hiking trails, and I'm a easy to moderate hiker because I often br- bring my dog with me, so I don't do steep hikes or anything like that. Uh, I tend to just kind of go where uh, I, I hear about really good hikes. I have a couple apps, and then I get uh, email newsletters from best places to hike in Southern, Central, and Northern California. So I'll go out for an hour or two.
0: Okay. And and we're going to be talking about uh, from surviving to thriving. You have a very unique life story um, that I'm very eager for you to share with us. Um, And just before getting started as well, I know you've already introduced yourself, um, but can you just or actually let's just get straight into it. I mean, what has been the biggest difference in your life after you made the change to thrive instead of survive? Well, you know.
1: A lot of people, uh, a lot of my clients come to me and, and they're from all over the world because everyone is seeking happiness, and success but nobody really knows what it means. Yeah. They think that it's money or positions or power or they are living in what's called a role, mother, father, boss, worker, artist, whatever your role is, but they're not following their soul. So we spend our lives and everything's going pretty well, you know, building up our 401k and And trying to make as much money as we can and, you know, uh, have all of these desires filled. But the desires that we seek, I've discovered, are really just kind of covers for getting back to a spiritual center. So, you know, whether you believe in God or Buddha or Jesus or you're an atheist, whatever your belief system is, Mm. that's what I call home. So my story was that I spent most of my life looking for fame and fortune. I have an extensive music career. And, yeah. and your, li- your listeners can go to KevinRothMusic.com and, and read all about that. And, you know, I became kind of rich and a little bit famous. And I was just kind of grumbling along, you know, where was the next deal? Where was the next concert? And then you got hit. I got hit. And a lot of people get hit with things like cancer or something that brings you to your knees in my situation it was literally uh you've got this thing and there's no cure for it we can remove the two spots where you know it's located but there's a 70 percent chance it's going to come back and then you're going to be dead within three years so it wasn't like well we can use a little chemo or a little this and you know we can this was like a death sentence. Now, I didn't believe them because my gut, which I always follow, told me that they were wrong. And, and I was right. They were <laughs> wrong. And the cancer never came back. But I thought, you know what? If I'm only going to be alive a year or two, I'm going to live like I've never lived before. I don't care about my money. Uh, I d- and I didn't have a lot of it at that point, by the way, either. Um, and I don't care about uh anything much except my music, my art, and my dog. So I was living in a place called Kansas, Missouri, which is in the middle of the country. It's the Midwest. It's not terribly exciting, you know? Um, And I thought, I'm going to go live in the most beautiful place I can find in the States. Uh, So I decided to come to San Diego, California, where the ocean's 10 minutes away and the mountains are an hour away, and uh, create a life worth living. So I envisioned this life. So I went from surviving, being around negativity and illness and worry and stress to uh, I'm dropping all that crap and I'm just going to go live near the beach. I'm going to, you know, here you can smoke some weed and it's legal. (laughs) I don't do a lot of it, but I thought there was an option. So I thought I'd go do that and write some music and write my life story if I wanted to and uh, live free from all of that. And (laughs) what happened was basically I lived and I thought, well, I'm not going back to the old way of living now that I'm going to be alive. Apparently, um, I'm just going to do this. So that's what I did. And then someone said, you should teach people what you did to go from surviving to thriving. And I became a life coach
0: yeah amazing and 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 you you um you said about moving and doing what you want to you really just want to have that freedom to 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 you know when you move like you really just want that freedom to just do whatever you want whenever you want you talk about happiness and success and like that you know having that freedom is definitely one of the 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 best forms of or ways to be happy isn't it because you don't have to live by anybody else's schedule you can you know do whatever you want and like you're saying like about hiking and uh going on walks with your dogs it's just beautiful to to do that on your own time as well yeah so i created
1: a life that that fit that Yeah. Um, you know and 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 most people can do that especially after covid people are working remotely yeah but Uh, you know people people come to me with all kinds of situations you know well i have a a big mortgage and i have a lot of bills and i basically ask him what do you need all that stuff for you know you raised your family you don't need four bedrooms you don't need three cars get rid of that crap go live somewhere you want to live go to scotland or go to america or go to where we want to go and live simply you don't need much to live you really don't
0: yeah um actually fit Reading yeah. the psychology of money and he referenced that the average american household has more bathrooms than it does uh residents which i found <laughs> um <laughs> uh, and and what helped you make this switch in your life i mean you just by speaking to you you seem like you have a lot of joy you know within yourself what what like i know obviously I, i've all always- under the impression and and um that when something terribly terrible like like you know with the cancer with your melanoma happens uh, or something as bad happens to other people's life, you're always kind of forced to make this change because you 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 know you have no other option now but was you know was it this that really like forced you to like you know I'm gonna change now or was there other things as well what what really f- helped you make this switch in your life
1: well, when i got diagnosed with cancer and you know cancer was a thing that there was no way in hell it was gonna ever happen to me you know i mean i worked out i ate right but everybody has cancer in them everybody um and one out of every two men will get cancer and one out of i think every three women develop cancer for me how i dealt with it was sort of a spiritual nosedive because um i was always somewhat spiritual and I thought to myself, where if I'm going to die, where am I going? Mm-hmm. And what is it? And where did I come from? And I started to look at things like non-duality and um, different spiritual teachers. Mm-hmm. One I fell upon that I absolutely just adored yeah. uh, is named Ramana Maharshi, and uh, he teaches something called a Vedanta. And I began to look at things spiritually like you know well what is this all about you know is any of this real you know the spiritual people all talk about that this is a dream it's an illusion and i'm a practical kind of guy you know i don't i don't buy into bullshit unless i've experienced it and and i want the ticket so i looked into it and it it felt right but it was like too woo woo for me um So then I started to read about science, and science, quantum physics, said the same thing that the spiritual teachers from a long time ago said, is that basically nothing much exists. This is all uh, a a very strange um, experience. The problem, and this is why I coach people, is that even if this is a dream, you're having the experience of it. So how do you live within the dream, understanding the dream, but knowing it's not real and make yourself happy. And it all comes down to the mind. So there really is nothing physical called a mind. And there's nothing that, you know, it's like scientists say that the universe is expanding, yeah. but into what? So the average person worries about their life and and deals with their life and all those things come and go. You know, whether you have money, you don't have money, you have lovers, you have kids, pets, dogs, houses. They all come and go, they're all temporary. But nobody likes to think about, well, where did I come from and where do I go in, in a real deep sense. So there's a way to live your life, and and that's what I teach. I, I call it mindful awareness, where you're listening to your inner voice and you're paying attention. And you do some study, you know, you really do some looking into it. And I don't care whether it's Jesus, Buddha, Muhammad, Peter, yeah. Paul, Mary, or God. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Yeah. It, some people call it consciousness, but it it, it doesn't have a form. But it mm-hmm. is. And it's bizarre. It's, it's really like the Twilight Zone. But that's the reality of it. So I teach people that. And... I can't believe that they actually get it. Not that I think I'm a bad coach, but the way I explain it, I think, and the way I I teach it as a personal coach is from a very real, uh, which is a weird word to use since nothing really is real, but from a practical living standpoint. I don't tell you this to, to cross your legs and meditate for an hour a day. You know, it's, I mean, if you want to do it, that's fine. But you have to find happiness, so you have to know what that is. And happiness is really just understanding um, who you are and surrender. That's the big thing, is the surrendering part, Yeah. which in a sense is listening to your inner voice. So it was my inner voice that said, don't listen to what these doctors are telling you, because it feels wrong to you. Yeah. And they I- wanted to do all kinds of things to me. And I said, yeah, "You're not touching me." And then I found a doctor. It's a long story, but I found a doctor that agreed with me and said, "Yeah, I think we should just wait because none of these things are going to cure you. They'll probably make you sick."
0: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, um, essentially, it's just someone's opinion. I, I um again, I, I, ref- I let me reference um a, a Tony Robbins book, and um, he had uh, I forget what it was now, but it, it you know no he went to various doctors to kind of find out what it was that was wrong with him and um they all said it was you know major and and he you know he wasn't gonna live very long and this was you know when he was in his 20s mind you and 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 then um what he went to another doctor because he like just like you he you know really trusted in himself and he he went to another doctor and and he was like, well, you know, do you eat a lot of fish? And, and, and then I remember him hearing the story. He said he, he did, he was a pescatarian at the time. And uh, it was because it was too much. um, What, what what is the fish having them (laughs) trying to blank here? Mercury. 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 Yeah. So he had uh, so he had too much mercury in his body, which was causing uh, the, these issues. And essentially he stopped um, having so much fish and it went away. But uh, but essentially they told him that he, you know, similar, very similar to your to your story, um, that, that he wasn't going to have very long to live. And then obviously he said, no, um, I'm going to I'm going to, you know, find out. I'm going to get another opinion. I, I'm going to, you know, do life by my own. Um I'm gonna you know find out, like do this for me, and he found out, and um, and here we are, you know, 30, thirty, forty years later, um, but it just goes to show you that, like you said, sometimes you need just need to go with your gut feeling, regardless of and you talk about science and spirituality there. um sometimes like a lot of things don't make sense, but you just have to go with your gut feeling, um you know, a lot of the times uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and you talk about um the uh, well you you mentioned dulcimer meditation is that what it's called? Can you explain that?
1: Yeah, so I play this instrument called the mountain dulcimer. It's an American folk instrument, but they play it all over the world, and um, it's a form of simple, simple, simple playing, um, uh, and while you're playing. And you don't even need to really know how to play because you're not going to read music and you're not going to think about what you're playing. It's that simple. Uh, you play this, uh, whatever it is that that you're playing, a little song that you make up, or Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. It doesn't matter what it is. And the music really actually lullabies the brain. It's not the brain, the mind. Yeah. So the, it's like when you put a little... Um, a musical toy in front of a baby that's screaming the baby starts to calm down because its mind is is attracted to this other thing mm. uh the sound so when you do that then you can go into yourself and say what do i need to do today what do i need to hear what's the universe telling me and you can get clarity with it yeah so i developed this dulcimer uh with kind of stars and planets, the sound holes on it, and I I sell them. And and there's a recording of it, Dulcie Meditation. It's all on, well, that's on my uh, kevinroth.org yeah, we'll website. Have- that's my coaching. Yeah, and they have pictures of the, of the Wink Dulcimer. And I teach that over Zoom.
0: Amazing. So it's essentially, it's a form of meditation. How long have you, uh, not only with this form of meditation, but just meditating generally, how long has that been a practice for you?
1: Well, I never was a meditator. Um, I actually had been doing this for 50 years, but I didn't realize what I was doing until someone uh, pointed it out to me and they said, oh, the way you play the dulcimer, it's kind of like you're spacing out. It's like you're going into another world. It's kind of like a dulci meditation. And then I said, oh, well, that's true. You know, so I'm a very advanced player. You know, I've got 50 recordings, but there is a simple way of playing it. Um, As a matter of fact, uh, before um, you and I started to talk, I, I had this dulcimer here. So it sounds like this. So it's it's very sweet and very slow. And you kind of like just space out while you're playing it.
0: Yeah, I mean, while you were just playing that, I, I kind of just closed my eyes and I tried to just... Um you know, just look within myself a little bit there, try to meditate a little bit. It's a quick, quick one you did. <laughs> I, I don't know. I didn't know how long you were going to keep going for. You know, if any, I was, I was just going to, um, I, like, I was just surrendering to, to, to the situation and just kind of, it took us. Uh, but no that's um that's amazing you've also um you know you've, you have like you said you started pretty young as a as a musician um uh what well, and and then you you know i i also read about yourself kevin that you played in at the white house as well <clears throat> so you've been around the block i guess it really changes your perspective on life when you get that kind of fame and you know the four to uh from a, a young age as well how did you?
1: Well, of- I started young, but the, the fame and the fortune was a gradual experience. Okay. The fortune, I mean, I was 36 when I had over a million dollars. By today's standard, that's a drop in the bucket. Um, but uh, I wasn't happy. I mean, I, I was doing things so, because I knew that they would sell. So I was, uh, or some people would call it selling out. It sort of was like selling out, but not entirely. But um, it wasn't, it, it was chasing the dollar bill. It was chasing the buck because I wanted a house and I wanted all these things. And then I would get them and then I wouldn't be happy. I would say, well, now what? So I went from money, then I thought if I fell in love, that would fix me, and of course that was great in the beginning, and then that withered like these things do, or they shift and they change. And uh, then I just went back to the music and was bouncing back and forth until I thought, well, maybe I just need to be spiritually enlightened. (laughs) Maybe that's the answer. And then I got cancer, so be careful what you ask for
0: one way or another, um, that the, you know, an answer came to you. So yeah, be careful what you wish for and, um, happiness and success that you had, or that you thought you had at the time, but then you, you know, you achieved something, you achieved another form of success and then you, oh wait, I'm not, you know, what's next. There, There has to be more. I'm not happy here. Can you, can you like define happiness and success and talk about the, That kind of balance, I'm sure, like, it seems like now you found a very healthy balance for your life uh, between, you know, what success is and then your happiness as well. Uh, But can you talk about, uh, first of all, can you define happiness and success? And then can you talk about the the balance between happiness and success in your own life?
1: Well, balance is... uh... Your system of emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual. And when I when I teach people, you know, whether it's in a group settings or privately with private clients, we look at each one of those sections, what keeps you in balance, emotional, mental, physically, and spiritually. So when when you're off mentally, how do you rebalance? What do you do? So one thing you can do is something physically because it kicks in the endorphins and So that's a small example of different things that you can do. Uh, Happiness uh, also comes in line with um, your health. So if you've got your health, you've got your first couple million because no matter how much money you have, if you don't feel good, you don't feel good. So you try and exercise and try and eat right, try and keep a balance with that. But true happiness is you have to understand uh, what you really want and who you really are. you know? Uh, not your trade or not your profession or not your role. What's your soul? Who are you? What are you doing? Like you're a a, a coast. you you have a podcast. You're not doing this to make a fortune because I don't know that people make a lot of money doing podcasts. You're doing it because there's something that resonates in you that you want to really connect with other people. I mean, I hope you make a fortune doing it, but that's not the reason you got into it, I don't think. Um, So you're working with your inner self, and that always leads down the rabbit hole to spirituality or your inner core or your inner being, and that leads to surrender. Mm -hmm. Because whoever or whatever is in charge of this thing is simply in charge of it. So instead of letting your mind take you to unhappy places where I'm worried about my money, I'm worried about this, I'm, I, you know, I, I don't have enough this, so let me go buy this or, you know, people emotionally eat, they drink, they sex addicts, you know, we, people have different things that they do to fill in the whole, uh, mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually that they think that they're lacking. So I live in a one-bedroom apartment. I have a little furniture. I have a little too many dulcimers, but they've been collected over the years. And I have a dog. And um, I don't own a lot. I could literally pack up my apartment and move in a day, in a day. So, you know, now I'm a single guy. I don't have a family. I don't have all these other things that people have. But... Many of my clients do. And a lot of them have moved and it's taken them months to throw their crap out. You know, I don't need this. I don't need that. And, and they've downsized their life. They live almost more minimally now and they enjoy things.
0: Yeah. When you, yeah, when you own so many things, I think they start to own you. Um, and, and it's also funny because they're. That we have invented over time, that you know, are designed to save us time, but essentially, it's like we give these, you know, by buying these products, we're essentially giving them our, our time. So, like, you know, just just as a a broad example, like the microwave, for example, um, you know, it's supposed to make our lives so much easier, but it just feels like because now we have this, it almost feels like we have to use it, and because we need to use it, it just it's just another appliance that just takes up our time. Um, it's an interesting pair.
1: Yeah, you know, we're a culture that really does know that love and simplicity and a spiritual connection is the answer. Okay. Uh, Even with horrific human beings like Putin, who's Mm. just a, a shit, I can't stand the guy, there are Russians whose hearts are breaking for people in the Ukraine. So the average human being has a big heart, okay? Um, And the average human being, no matter where you come from, whether it's San Diego or it's Africa or it's London or Paris, we all want the same things. We want to be loved and we want to be happy, but that's not found in things that are long lasting. So there's an answer. It's just kind of right in front of our nose, but our minds take us in different places, where if we were to just sit and have a cup of tea yeah. and listen to our inner voice, at least we'd hear, "This is off, Yeah and that's off." You know, one of the first things I ask any new client who's, who comes to me uh, for um, uh, coaching is, "I know what you think you want. I want to know what you don't want anymore." What do you want to get rid of? And they usually step back and they go, "Um, I don't know. And I say, well, what don't you like about your life? Mm -hmm. They say, well, I want to lose 30 pounds or, well, I I hate my job or I don't like this or I'm in a bad relationship. And I say, okay, those are solvable. So -hmm. let's dig in. And, you know, I mean, I'm a I'm I teach from experience. So I've lost 30 pounds. Okay. and i had put all that weight on because i was emotionally eating yeah so you find out what doesn't work in your life and you just fix it you know you adjust it the, the the wisdom is that once you get your life straightened out and you and you sit on the edge of your couch and you go wow everything's great it doesn't stay there it just doesn't it's not like you find happiness and it's long lasting it happiness is a is a mental thing so you have to know how to balance your life and know that there are days and times you're not happy and that's fine. Yeah. You're not going to be happy all the time. But if you know how to get back to your center that's great. Then then you can reset. It's like tuning a guitar. You know, musical instruments go out of tune. They go out of tune because they're played because of weather. So when you pick up an instrument to play it, you have to retune it. It's the same thing with human beings. We oh. need to retune
0: ourselves yeah. and I always feel the the easiest things you know, you said it's oh, it's simple. and it is, but I always feel the easiest and the most simple things in our life, like for the things that we want to change, are always the hardest to make a change. Um, you know, we we know we want to lose weight, for example, but it's always the hardest things uh, to change sometimes. Um, but just to be to be mindful of our time together, Kevin, um I just want to thank you um for your bravery. And uh, for your for your choice to choose to thrive over just to survive and um, and, you know, living, you know, I think it's so beautiful to pack up your bags from one place, you know, where you're familiar with and just go to a different place. Um, you know, and obviously beautiful San Diego <laughs> could be a lot worse, but it's just beautiful to and, and you know, just acknowledge your bravery um, to, to do that. Um, and once again, just thank you for your time as well. It's, it's been a great conversation.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. Good fun talking to you.
0: And to leave, I want to leave with a quote from Maya Angelou. She says, pursue the things you love doing and then do them so well that people can't take their eyes off you.